Welcome to the Cowboys Beat audio podcast, streaming live on the Cowboys Beat Podcast Network, where we talk about everything related to America's team. Prescott got a carry. And reach, flip, sets up first and goal at the... Hosted by none other than Chris K. Third and seven, blitz coming, Prescott in trouble, lofting it to the corner. You may know him from his work on TikTok, but now he's taking over the podcasting world. We're not here just to take part, we're here to take over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Yo, what's going on, guys? Welcome to the Cowboys Beat Podcast for July 26, 2023. And on today's episode, we're going to be going over Trayvon Diggs' extension. We're going to be talking about Zach Martin holding out a training camp. And we're going to be going over some other training camp news as well. Um, before we get into the episode, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit that like button. Make sure to subscribe. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this at, please make sure to follow the show. Leave a five-star review. That would be greatly appreciated. The support for this uh, podcast has been absolutely amazing. We're growing by the episode and the kind words that you guys are putting forward really does mean a lot to me. It really pushes me to keep going. And you know, the season's right around the corner. I'm going to do my best to provide the best content that I possibly can for you guys. But without further ado, let's get into the episode. So the Cowboys have re-signed Trayvon Diggs to a five-year, $97 million contract with a max value of $100 million. Now, there was a report that went out that said that the max value of this contract was going to be $104 million. Michael Galkin came out and clarified that and said that this isn't the case, that the max value is $100 million. He has six years left with the Cowboys, so this contract takes effect next season. So that's when the extension begins. So he has six years left with the Cowboys. Um, He's 24 years old right now, so this contract is going to end when he's 30 years old. So pretty much you have Trayvon Diggs at the price that you have him, which is a really good price for the entire prime of his career. Uh, he is the fifth highest paid cornerback in the league. I don't think it's an over. I, I don't think it's biased to say that Trayvon Diggs is a top ten corner in the league, and he will be getting paid like a top ten corner. He's not getting paid like the best cornerback in the league. So you know when people tell me that the Cowboys overpaid for Trayvon Diggs, how can you say that when you have a talent as good as Trayvon Diggs and you don't reset the market with his contract? That's a good contract by the team. No doubt about it. Like this money, I think he's averaging $19.4 million. Well, I don't think. I know he's averaging $19.4 million a year throughout the life of this contract. So you're 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 getting one of the best young corners in the NFL, which is what Trayvon Diggs is. When you look at the cornerbacks under the age of 25, Trayvon Diggs is certainly within the top five of those guys. Trayvon Diggs is within the top 10 corners in the league. Wherever you want to put him, it, it, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? If you want to say, eh, I don't necessarily know. There's no way you can put this guy outside of the top 10. There, I mean, there's just no way you can do that with the way he's improved over the years. His first season, he was up and down, up and down big time. But then his second season, he comes out and he's a fantastic ball hawk. And then his third season, he comes out and he improves so much in coverage. This guy has improved year after year. He's a very good uh, uh, figure in the locker room. He's a very good locker room guy. You never hear this guy in trouble. This is a guy that 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 you want to pay. His arrows pointing up. He's already a good player. He's already shown you production. Good person from all accounts. Stays out of trouble. Check, 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 check. 
So no, this was this was a no-brainer. This was a no-brainer. And I'm happy that they got Trayvon Diggs' contract done. Because I thought that he was going to have the, the hardest contract to get done. But it appears that, that it wasn't the case. And shout out to Des Bryant. Because Des Bryant even said on Twitter that Trayvon Diggs isn't asking for the house. He just wants to be paid accordingly. And to be honest with you, Trayvon Diggs is paid accordingly. Like, I don't know what else to say about this. I mean, five years, $97 million with, with an average of 19.4. He's the fifth highest paid quarterback in the league. As a Cowboys fan, you have to be excited about this. You know, this, this contract's going to look like a bargain pretty soon. I mean, when you see guys like Sauce and Patrick Sertan and Tariq Woolen coming up through the next few years here getting their contracts, there's no way that these guys are going to take uh, the type of money that Trayvon Diggs is taking right now. You know, they're going to be getting paid over $100 million, over $105 million a year probably. They're probably going to be averaging over $20 million a year. So the fact that they got this deal done for the price that they got it done at, Oh, this is going to be fantastic for the Cowboys. And not only that, the, the cap only goes up. Like, year after year, the cap goes up. So, I mean, you get this guy for his entire prime at this price. Man, I mean, it's just hard to be upset about this. It really is. Shout out to Trayvon Diggs, man. I'm very happy that he got his money. And, you know, he is definitely... Uh, 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 I'm trying to find the word. I'm trying to find the right word for what I was going to say there. I had like a brain freeze there. But he's definitely deserving of this uh, contract. No doubt about it. This guy is the future uh, at that boundary corner position. I mean, and and honestly, when you look at the cornerbacks in the league, okay, who would you definitely put over him? I don't know a guy that you would definitely put over him. Like, I don't think that there's a, a cornerback in the league that has just stood out to the point where they're like, yep, you are the best corner in the league. I would still say that the best corner in the league is Jalen Ramsey, even coming off this this season that he just had where he wasn't necessarily the best. But I think that his body of work and his consistency over the course of his career has given has given him that benefit of the doubt for last season because he's the guy that has really stood out over the past few years as the best corner. Maybe he didn't do that this past season. But I would say, like, who would you put over him? Like, like without argument. I don't even know if you'd put Jalen Ramsey over him without an argument. I, I'm not sure they. I mean, Patrick Sertan, I think that Patrick Sertan's probably the best corner in the league. But, like, Sauce Gardner's up there. I mean, who else would you put over this guy, like, definitively? You know, not saying that this guy's the best corner in the league, but I'm just saying there's a lot of guys that you could have that argument. Okay, who's better, Trayvon Diggs or this guy? And, again, the fact that you're paying him, He's not, he's, he's not even going to be a, a top five highest paid corner in the coming years here. So, I mean, I, I, I have nothing else to say about this. I'm, I'm very happy that, you know, the Cowboys didn't leak this out to the media, that they were working on this contract. We knew that, they, that, that they're working on these contracts. But, you know, it was just, hey, we, we woke up one day and this contract was done. Very much like Stephen Jones said about Doc Prescott's contract. Um you know, he was saying, hey, look, one day we're going to wake up and this deal is going to be done when talking about Dak Prescott. The deal still hasn't been done. But that was kind of the case with Trayvon Diggs. We just we just all of a sudden saw a notification in the news that Trayvon Diggs got his extension. So I love the, the way that the Cowboys handled this. 
Zach Martin did not report for training camp. Jerry didn't comment on the situation during their state of the team press conference. Neither did Steven, neither did Mike McCarthy. They were just saying like, hey, you know, that's the business side of football. We'll handle it. We'll get everything situated. And I assume that they will. I assume ultimately they will find a way to make Zach Martin happy and he will report for training camp, I would assume, in the next coming days. Um, he is due $11 million this year. He's due $23.3 million next year. So I would assume that the Cowboys want to get a deal done with Zach Martin. Look, Zach Martin's play has not deteriorated whatsoever. I mean, maybe he's not the best offensive lineman in the league by like a mile, or, or, or offensive guard, I mean. Maybe he's not the best offensive guard in the league by a mile. Maybe he's the best offensive guard in the league by a little bit, or maybe he's even the top five offensive guard because I'm sure there's people who watch way more film than me that would say, hey, I don't think that Zach Martin's the best guard in the league, and I would definitely respect their opinion if you know they put in the time and put in the work and watched a bunch of film. So, I mean, look, I'm not a guy who watches – a bunch of offensive guards. I I mean, I, I watch Zach Martin because he's really good. And I watch some of the better offensive guards in the league. And I think that Zach Martin's one of those guys, he, even still at the age of 32. And if you were to pay Zach Martin, I still think that he's going to be able to play at a high level going into this contract. I mean, he'll be, what, 36? If they sign him to a four-year contract, which is what I assume they'll do, he'll be, what, 36 when this contract's, uh, contract ends? I mean, do you see Jason Kelsey with the Eagles? Jason Kelsey's like 35 years old, playing at an all-pro level. I think he won an all-pro this past season. You can play high-level football into your late 30s when you're playing that that interior lineman position, uh, position, which is what, of course, Zach Martin plays. So if they were to extend him to, like, let's just say, four, even a five-year contract, fine. That's fine. He plays until he's 36, 37 years old. I think that, that Zach Martin definitely deserves a new contract. Absolutely. But, I mean, I, I don't want people thinking that Jerry and Stephen Jones did wrong by Zach Martin. When they paid him, they paid him at the top of the market, and they paid him a long-term contract. You should know if you're getting paid a long-term contract that by the end of that contract, guys that are, aren't as good as you are going to be getting paid more than you because it's not about being the best guy. It's about being the next one up which is what the guys that got paid after Zach Martin were. They were next up. Zach Martin reset the uh, the market. And uh, it, Zach Martin should want guys to be getting paid more than him because when a guard resets the market now, okay, cool, I'm up for an extension. I'm going to go reset the market again, even though I don't think that Zach Martin resets the market with this this new contract. And um, Zach Martin was also assessed a $50,000 fine that the team can't rescind. That's in the new collective bargaining agreement. You know, teams can't rescind the $50,000 fine. So it, it's not even a Cowboys thing. It's a league thing. I do understand where the Cowboys are coming from with these negotiations. They're not just going to be like, oh, Zach Martin's not going to report for training camp. You want to know what? So that he reports for training camp, let's just, let's just give him the house. Let's just give him everything that he wants. You want to know why you don't do that? Because if you do that, then you set a precedent. Then you set a precedent for everybody on the team. Hey, just hold out a training camp and we'll give you exactly what you want. No, you have to play hardball during these negotiations. There, I mean, there's no doubt about it. You have to play some hardball during these negotiations. You don't want to just, oh, cool. This, these are your demands. We're just going to pay you $7 million more. 
you know, we're we're gonna we're going to condone you holding out a training camp, and and not only are we gonna get, condone it, we're gonna reward it. No, they they have to play hardball with these negotiations. I assume that Zach Martin's side is asking for a number that the Cowboys don't want to pay Zach Martin at the current moment. So what do you do during negotiations? Oh, you want to get paid this? Well, we want to pay you this. Okay, let's compromise and find middle ground. That's how negotiations work. So the fact that the Cowboys haven't uh, uh, come to a deal yet with Zach Martin, honestly, I didn't expect them to get a deal done this early, to be honest with you. I mean, yes, I think that they'll, they'll probably get a deal done within the next week. I believe that Zach Martin will ultimately report to training camp. I don't even... I'm not even sure if he has a new deal once they once he reports to training camp. But the message will be heard. He wants a new contract, which is perfectly fine. Which is perfectly fine. Because here's the thing. My take on this whole situation was Jerry took care of you. He gave you money. He gave you uh, security. And unfortunately for him, like he, he looks at it and he's just like, oh, well, you know, I'm not getting paid at the top of the market anymore. Well, you you should have known that. You should have known that by the end of your contract, you weren't going to get that. But Zach Martin is an exception to the rule. He's an exception to the rule because he's one of the best offensive guards of all time. He's one of the best offensive linemen of all time. He's playing at a high level. He did a lot for this organization. So I I think that this is the rare case where you say, okay, you want to know what? You have two years left on your contract. We have all the leverage because you have to play and you're going to continue to get fined. And it doesn't make financial sense for you to hold out. And it doesn't make financial sense for you to retire either. Because you're going to have to owe money. Okay? So, the Cowboys have the leverage here. And and they're handling themselves like the people with leverage, which is what they should do. Smart negotiating tactics. And look, Zach Martin missing the first few days of camp. I mean, they're not in pads. I don't need, I, I think they get into pads next week. So, you know, right now they're in shorts and, and, and their jerseys. They don't have they don't have pads on, so I think that they'll be fine. I think that that Zach Martin will report probably by next week. I think they probably get a contract done by next week, and everything will be fine, at, at least for me. Now, if we get into next week and we're not hearing any progress about this contract, then I'll start to raise my eyebrows a little bit. But until that happens, I'm not going to overreact. So the Los Angeles Chargers extended Justin Herbert to a five-year, $262.5 million contract. The team didn't release the, uh, the specifics on the contract, so that's all we know about the contract at the current moment. Look, well-deserved, one of the best young quarterbacks in the league, no doubt about it, one of the best quarterbacks in the league in general. I have a ton of respect for Justin Herbert, even though I, I, I think he gets held to a different standard than than other quarterbacks do. He's one of the most protected quarterbacks in today's game. Regardless, though, he he deserves this money. If Jalen Hurts got paid two hundred fifty five million dollars, Justin Herbert's a better quarterback than him. Oh no, oh, no, 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 no doubt about it. No doubt about it in my mind. Justin Herbert's a better quarterback than Jalen Hurts. So um, I think that this money is is well deserved for Justin Herbert. I I, I understand. Uh, the playoff loss was bad, and paying him after that, you know, bad playoff performance that he just had, maybe not the best idea, but, you know, ultimately, uh, the Chargers did the right thing, and they secured their franchise quarterback for the next six years. So, just like Trayvon Diggs, it's a five-year extension that takes effect next season. So, they have him for the next six seasons. So, uh, congrats to Justin Herbert, congrats to the Los Angeles Chargers, and congrats to their fan base. They got, a you know, a very good young quarterback. But how does this affect Dak Prescott? Now, to me, 
I don't think Dak Prescott is going to sign his extension until Joe Burrow's extension gets done. Because Dak's looking at this and he's like, all these young guys are getting paid. Good for them. Continue to reset the market so that when I can go get my money, I get paid a, a very nice uh, contract. Because here's the thing. Dak's looking at this and saying, these guys are all younger than me. You know, I'm, I've been in the league the longest. I want to get paid more than these guys. So I don't expect Dak's contract to get done until after Joe Burrow's contract gets done because that's the last domino to fall in all these quarterback uh, extensions this upcoming season. And you can ask the question, does Dak deserve to get paid on the level of a Justin Herbert, a Joe Burrow, these guys? I think so, yeah. Like, I think that he's up there with those guys. I mean, is he like a Patrick Mahomes type of quarterback? Like, No. But there are very few of those guys in the league. And it's not about being the best quarterback in the league. It's about being the next quarterback to get paid. Because Trevor Lawrence is going to get paid next year. And he's going to get paid a big contract. And the Cowboys have seen this in the past. Like, they could have gotten Dak for a very good contract a few years ago. But they didn't re-sign him. They didn't re-sign him when they had the leverage. And then Dak got the leverage and he taxed them. And rightfully so. Dak should have done that. But also, the Cowboys should have signed him earlier. So I think that the Cow the Cowboys would be smart to get a, an extension done with Dak uh, very soon here, but I just don't. It, it takes two to tango at the end of the day, and because it takes two to tango, I don't think Dak wants to get a deal done before Joe Burrow gets a deal done. And you can sit here and say, "Oh, well, playoff success, this, that, and the third. Okay, well, I mean, Joe Burrow uh, uh, and Dak Prescott are similar when it comes to playoff statistics. It's not like Joe, this narrative that Joe Burrow is this awesome playoff quarterback because he wins games is just not the case. Joe Burrow has been a good playoff quarterback. He hasn't been like exceptional. Like to me, the two best playoff quarterbacks in the league have been Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. Like look at their stats in the playoffs. Look at their individual performances in the playoffs. Have they had bad games in the playoffs? Absolutely. It is what it is. But ultimately, those guys have, have performed very well in the playoffs. Joe Burrow's teams just, they win. <laughs> I mean, like name me the, the one playoff performance that Joe Burrow had and you're like, man, that's a great performance. He manages the game very well in the playoffs. You know, like look at, the, I think their their team averages, like their defense averages like 19 points per game uh, in the in the playoffs. Uh, yeah, in the playoffs with Cincinnati. So that's something to take into account. But yeah, Joe, uh, Dak Prescott's going to get his deal done. Again, I expect this to probably get done after the Burrow contract uh, comes down the pipeline. So it would make a lot, of, uh, a lot of sense for the Cowboys to extend Dak, free up some money so that, you know, we can uh, expand this window because I don't want this to be a one-year window for the Cowboys. I want them to have multiple cracks at winning the Lombardi Trophy. And you do that by extending Dak and spreading out that cap hit. Because, I mean, there's no doubt about it. To me, I think that the Cowboys can win a Super Bowl here within the next six years. If you're able to keep that core of Dak, Micah, Trayvon, CeeDee Lamb, and, and the other pieces that you have, I have no doubt about it. I think that the Cowboys can definitely win a Super Bowl within the next six years here. Da Here's the thing. Far worse quarterbacks have won Super Bowls. Far worse quarterbacks have gotten to Super Bowls than Dak Prescott. And like when you look at this defense, even if you want to just say, okay, Dak's just a bus driver. When you look at this defense, I would say that that there's going to be a year, maybe even this year, but years in the upcoming years where you look at this defense and you're like, yeah, that's better than that Broncos defense in 2016. And if that defense was able to carry that team to a Super Bowl, I think that Micah Parsons and the personnel that they have on this defense will be able to do the same thing, especially if they're able to keep Dan Quinn around. That would be amazing if they were able to do that. So 
Yeah, I expect that, that uh, like I said, I think this is the third time I'm saying it, but Dak's contract will get done before the start of the season. I truly believe that. Let's go over some training camp news here leading into the Cowboys' first practice on Wednesday. So this is just the news that I have for Wednesday. So if you're listening to this on, let's just say, Wednesday evening or Thursday or even Friday, um, I this is the news that I have currently available to me. Terrence Steele has been cleared for camp. This is great news. I think that Terrence Steele will be ready to go week one versus the Giants. This is uh, uh, fantastic. And hopefully the rest of the offensive line will be ready to go week one versus the Giants. Because I think that that offensive line is a very talented unit. I mean, Ty Smith, Tyler Smith, Biotich, Martin, Steele, that's a very good offensive line unit. I mean, I would go as far as to say that if that unit is healthy, that's a top five offensive line unit in the league. No doubt about it. But again, health on this offensive line is something that the Cowboys haven't had much luck with over the past few years. So, you know, to to me, do I expect this to be the offensive line come the end of the season? No, which is why it kind of scares me that the Cowboys don't necessarily have a proven depth piece on that offensive line. I mean, who who are their backup offensive linemen? Well, let's go. Hasn't proven anything. Awesome. Richards hasn't proven anything. Matt Forniak, when he was in last season, he wasn't very good. Uh, Josh Ball. I'm concerned with that unit when it comes to depth. I'm not concerned if they're healthy, but I mean, depth is is an important piece to talk about when we're talking about an offensive line unit. And I just don't think that the Cowboys have proven depth at the moment. And, and, and that, that, concerns me that really does concern me so hopefully one of these guys one or two or even three of these guys step up and become uh you know good swing tackles swing guards whatever they may be jordan lewis will begin camp on pup now there are people who believe that the cowboys should move on from jordan lewis that he's going to get paid four million dollars this upcoming season the cowboys can save that here's my thing if you cut jordan lewis who exactly are you bringing in like the Cowboys aren't strapped for cash. They have some of the most cap space uh, in the league. So they have money. I, I mean, like you're trying to win a Super Bowl this year. And Jordan Lewis is a good player. And when you have more good players on your roster, you actually increase your chance to win a Super Bowl. I, I, I don't know if you guys know that, but the more good players and the more depth that you have on your roster, the more likely you are to win a Super Bowl. So, like, my thing is this. We can't get on the Joneses for moving on from certain players and then say, hey, we're good with what we have. Let's move on from a good player so that we can save $4 million that we're not going to use. Somebody came to me with a plan and say, hey, the Cowboys are going to move on from Jordan Lewis, but they're going to bring in a guy like Miles Jack or a guy like Deion Jones, you know, a free agent linebacker. Fine. Fine. I'd be fine with that because you're replacing a good player with a good player. And you're replacing a good player with a good player that fills a, a you know a hole at a different position. But my argument to that would be you can just keep Jordan Lewis and sign that guy anyway. You can keep Jordan Lewis on this team and sign that guy. So now instead of getting rid of a good player and bringing in a good player to mitigate that uh, loss, you just add another good player to your team. Like the Cowboys have over $20 million in cap space. So to me, I I just think it would be foolish to move on from Jordan Lewis. Luke Schoonmaker, 
uh, is coming back from a plantar fascia, uh, plantar fascia, but he starts on the non-football injury list, so he's not ready to go for training camp at the current moment. This sucks. I, I have no, uh, no, nothing more to say about it than this sucks. I mean, this is a guy who was your second-round pick this past season. I had high hopes for Luke Schoomaker. You know, I really like the player. I really like the idea that the Cowboys had in drafting this player. I don't love his age, and I don't love his injury history as well. So those are things to take into consideration. But you're talking about a guy with a tremendous athletic profile. You're talking about a guy who I still think uh, has room to grow as a player, regardless of the fact that he is uh, an older prospect coming into the league. But man, like this this pick right now doesn't look great if he's not going to be healthy and he's already struggling with injuries. I mean, this is already a hard position to get down in general. Like rarely do you see rookie tight ends just come in and, and set the league on fire. And because it, it tight end is one of the hardest positions to translate from college to the pros because you're, 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 you're getting down blocking schemes while also getting down pass, uh, passing concepts as well. So, you know, there's a lot for a rookie tight end to digest in their first year. And the fact that Luke Schoomaker is, is, is already not going to be participating in training camp, I'm concerned about that. I'm very concerned about that. So, you know, obviously, look, he is a rookie and it's not the end of his career. But I do think, you know, people are justified in, you know, their concern for this particular pick when it comes to is this guy going to be able to consistently stay on the field? If he's going to be able to consistently stay on the field, love the player, love the pick, think that he can be a very good tight end in this league. But best available, best ability is availability. So, so we have to take that into consideration. Okay, so the expected, the expected offensive line to start training camp is Tyron Smith at left tackle. Tyler Smith at left guard. Tyler Biotich at center. Forniak or Josh Ball at right guard because Zach Martin is holding out. And Terrence Steele at right tackle. Woletsko is expected to get reps at right tackle as well because I don't think that they're going to give Terrence Steele a full workload to start training camp. I think that would be foolish for the Cowboys to do that. So that's the expected offensive line to start. Again, talked about it. Should be a perfectly fine unit if they stay healthy. You know, uh, to me... So a lot of people that really like Matt Farniak, and I just I don't necessarily know where they're coming with this. I mean, this is a guy that I think let up what 14 pressures in three games when he was in. He just wasn't a good offensive lineman for the Cowboys this past season when he got in. You know, and and this is a guy that with apparently within the organization they think that he can play all five positions. And my question is, where do you see that? Where do you see that from Matt Forniak? I mean, I don't know. This is also the same organization that, you know, really went to bat for Terrence Steele. So maybe we deserve to give them the, the benefit of the doubt. Or maybe they deserve to get the benefit of the doubt for this. Because this is a team that is very good at scouting and developing offensive linemen. And if they like Farniak and they like what they see from him and they like the improvements that they see from him, I guess I got to trust the team. But if I see him in the game, I'm not necessarily going to be confident that he's going to be able to provide, uh, you know, a, a good service for you. So that's something that, you know, I, I, I'm going to be looking for. I want to see if Matt Farniak makes improvements, you know. And look, I I don't really care about the, the, the preseason when it comes to Matt Farniak. He'll look good in preseason. He looked good in preseason last year. Oh, he looked awesome in preseason last year. 
But then when it came to the regular season and he got a chance, maybe he's more um, comfortable playing center because he did play center a lot during the preseason. He really, really looked awesome. But, you know, maybe he's, you know, he wasn't ready to play left guard at the current moment. Maybe that's not the position that he was comfortable playing at the current moment or at the moment in which he got into the, the game for the Cowboys. But, I, I mean, I... I I got nothing for you there, to be honest with you. So, you know, overall, I talked about it. Should be a fine offensive line unit, but um, the depth does scare me there. But that's going to be it for the episode, though, guys. If you haven't already, if you're watching this on YouTube, please make sure to hit that like button. I would greatly appreciate that. Subscribe if you haven't already. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you may be listening to this, please make sure to leave a review. That would be greatly appreciated. Make sure to leave a five-star one. Uh, That would be awesome. But uh, yeah, that's going to be it for the episode, though, guys. I will see you in the next episode. Thank you for listening to the Cowboys Beat Audio Podcast. Please make sure to follow the show and leave a review. We'll We'll see see you next time time on the Cowboys Cowboys Beat Beat Audio Audio Podcast. Podcast.